Hi, everyone, and welcome to Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. I'm your host, Leanne, the Barefoot Medium, and I'm incredibly excited to connect with you to be able to bring you channeled information from spirit, source, the divine, universe, whoever it is you call it, to inspire you to transform your experience, consciously manifest your desires and connect with your intuition and spirit. Now, before we get started, it's really important for me, considering I wear no shoes, to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our lands on which I stand and on which my guest stands today. And I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and First Nations people who are tuning in from around the world. Now, kick off your shoes, take a few really big deep breaths into your heart space and imagine yourself stepping into this beautiful spiritual sacred container and this safe space as my guest and I have a deep and intimate conversation with you about perfectionism and self-criticism. Now, my guest today is Amy Dean, and she is a certified clinical trauma counsellor and an Ascension coach who helps driven empathic women struggling with self-criticism and not feeling good enough to heal their inner child wounds so they can live an authentic, spiritually awakened life, true to their soul's mission. Wow. How awesome is that, Amy? Yes, thank you. That was a beautiful introduction. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm so excited to step into this conversation about criticism, self-criticism and perfectionism, and they go hand in hand, right? Yes, they do. Absolutely. And I'm excited as well. I think this is the perfect conversation today, especially as it connects to our spirituality, because there is no separation between, you know, our mind and our spirit. So I think this is absolutely on point. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Can you tell everybody a little bit about your background and how you've come to be doing the work that you're doing? Yeah, oh, that's a good one. So I have a, and as you've already noted, I have a background as a trauma professional and I work with therapy clients as well as coaching clients to help them discover that these inner voices, we'll call them for now, I also call them subpersonalities, they show up and they often keep us from understanding who we really are as spiritual beings. So these different thoughts are often, I'm not good enough, there's something wrong with me, or it's maybe a little bit more background where let's say you're just doing something for work and it's you're feeling this push or this pull to make it better and better, and there doesn't seem to be an end to it. So there's that too. Now, where I began with this is in my own personal journey, I discovered that I was definitely struggling with my perfectionist self, my inner critic self, and it was creating a lot of stress and strain in my everyday life, quite honestly. I'd have trouble in my relationships. I was trying to achieve. There's also this kind of high achiever mindset that came along with it. And I was trying to put too much on my plate. I was overcommitted. I was trying to, you know, balance my life, but balance just sounded completely out of reach at that point and realized that I couldn't do this anymore. I had to find a better way. And this was actually happening while I was in therapy school. I was in my graduate program 
And naturally, you know, there's a lot of high expectations we tend to have of ourselves when we're working towards something important. And so I realized that it wasn't going to serve me working with clients in this way and decided to do my own inner work to discover what I needed to heal and what was really happening inside. And, and to lead into this, discovered that it was the culprit, so to speak, is an unhealed inner child within. And then I started to do the work on that and brought together elements of the Akashic records into this healing process. In addition to, you know, some really important psychotherapy models and it became huge and started seeing other people were also healing from their critic and their perfectionist self as well. So that was a lot, but I wanted to point out all the different facets of, of where, where I am today. Yeah. And I love that because you and I have a similar journey around that. So my background is psychology as well. Um, and so you're a high achiever and you know, put it, one of my sabotage patterns has been stress and overwork and putting too many things on my plate and yeah, so that perfectionism and that inner critic and, and I often call it the yappy dog that kind of sits at the back and yaps and, you know, talks to us and, it, you know, all those negative things, even things like, you know, when's it my turn or poor me or, uh, you know, what, you know, I'm to blame for all of this, I did this wrong, I made a mistake, like all of those things are just making ourselves wrong. And, oh, yeah. and that authentic and, and our true authentic self is really that, that person that, you know, everything is okay. It's, we're exactly perfect and right as we are. And we're striving for this often societal projection of who we're meant to be or should be. And I love the shoulds that, you know, um, so yeah, we've we've shared a similar journey, and I think that this conversation is really timely because of what's going on in the world, where we're so incredibly uh, focused in on how we do things and what we're doing and uh, what's wrong with the world, and you know, we go into that victim consciousness as well, don't we? Which is part of that that inner critic. Yes, absolutely. That's a great point. We do. We, we tend to carry this idea, right? This kind of problem saturated mindset, right? Where we're just looking out at the world and, you know, there's a negativity bias to the brain, let's be honest, right? So that does happen, but we can retrain it, right? We can retrain our focus. And so as we're looking out in the world, it's so easy to see well, especially if you watch the news, it's so easy to say, well, I need to take a step back or this is overwhelming. Or, you know, there could be the other side of it, which as you mentioned, right, is this kind of overachiever. You know, how do I make it better? How do I fix it? How do I constantly focus on fixing and in fixing and trying to kind of get to another level, right? So we're always trying to do something better, something, you know, that's going to make us feel better about ourselves. But the truth is, it's the core is missing, right? The core of our understanding of who we really are is missing from that. And so we get lost, right? Mm -hmm. And then we get stuck. And then we just keep, you know, this kind of habitual energy, right? That just guides us into trying to make something happen, right? Because we think that peace and joy and love are on the other side of that. 
but it's actually already here, mm. right? That's the funny thing about it, right? Is we're like, when are we going to feel free? When are we going to be happy? When are we going to manifest everything that we want? And the truth is it's already here. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I love how you bring that in because really it's our inner critic and our perfectionist self or our victim consciousness that keeps us in suffering and keeps us blocked and keeps us in the problem energy and keeps us experiencing or or seeing or perceiving that there's obstacles in the way because we're looking for them and where we put our attention is what we we see in the world there's always and, and I love this, there's always evidence of the solutions as well because the problem and the solution exist in the same space. And, you know, that running around in circles of trying to fix things and I need, like even the, I need healing and doing that inner work, it's like sometimes you just actually need to stop. And, and a pre, like, yes, it's important to do that inner work and do that healing on yourself when you're called to do it, not to go digging and searching and looking for it, because you will always find something wrong if you're looking for it. Absolutely. Such a great point because, you know, we, we tend to be natural spiritual seekers, right? We're just always looking out there for something that's going to create this, you know, this life that we're looking for, this ideal life. But it is interesting, right, about the, the healing perspective here. I think often we're so, and this kind of leads into a little bit of the inner child work too, is that we're so scared, maybe, maybe I'll put it that way. We're so mm-hmm. afraid, right, of what if we were to go inward? What if we were to feel the pain that we have to feel? So what do we do, right? We launch into action. A lot of us anyway, the overachievers, right? The perfectionists and, and all of that. And then on the other hand, there are also procrastinators who deny it all altogether, right? There's kind of two ends of the spectrum here. But either way, it's all the same, right? We're running from the wounding within us because it hurts, because it's scary, because we're even subconsciously, we don't even know it's there, but we're still trying to get away from it because we are terrified of what it could be, right, on a deep subconscious level. Mm. And so that is why, right, we're running towards healing when it's not really the time to run towards healing. Maybe it's time to sit, as you mentioned, slow down, be with what's arising, and allow this, you know, gentle mindfulness to come about so we can just love ourselves where we're at, right, and bring compassion to the moment, which is what we struggle with a lot, especially as as women, for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, know, kind of before we jump into that, how do we work on or how do we um, have compassion and embrace our inner critic is how I want to word that um, differently. Talk to me a little bit about how the inner critic or the self-criticism or the perfectionism can be triggered or brought about. How does that pattern get created, I guess, is what, what I'm asking. Oh, yes, that's a, that's a great one. So how does it get created? Well, there's a lot of different ways that we can begin this journey. And, and one thing I want to note, too, is that it's no one's fault, too, right? If you do happen to have these patterns and 
because here's what happens, right? Your critic comes up and says, see, it's my fault that this is happening. You see this cycle, right? It's like, oh, I have a critic. So it's my fault I have a critic. And then the critic is just the one that's speaking through you in that moment. And it creates a cycle. But essentially, if we look at the foundation here, and I always come back to like childhood development, for example, because this is where whether or not you've been through what you consider trauma, We've all been through adverse life experiences, right? And it's been a challenge to, to you know, a very large extent where as children, we deserve and we need unconditional love. We do, right? We really need that to thrive because if you want to think of it this way, because I love this as a spiritual conversation as well, we're coming from the spirit realm right when we're incarnating as human beings. And here we are, we've got all this love and, and joy and peace and we are fully who we are, right? And now as children, we've entered into this third dimension and this third dimension is completely different. And there's this kind of background ex expectation, I would imagine as, as children that we are thinking, well, where's the love, right? I want this kind of love or I'm expecting this kind of love. And in truth, we are, well, we're faced with duality, right? We're faced with love and then we're also faced with the opposite of love and this kind of fear that we have to face too. And so as children, we have to go through this experience. And sometimes it means it could be as simple as maybe you had a, let's say your parents got divorced at a young age. It could be that, you know, it could be you're on the opposite spectrum. Maybe your parents were very loving and had a really wonderful relationship with them, but they were a little strict, maybe. Maybe mm -hmm. they were strict and they praised you when you got A's and told you, no, C's are unacceptable, right? B, C's, mm -hmm. totally unacceptable that's going to create an achiever self inside right there, right? When you discover what I do equates to who I am. And so then we become, you know, perfectionistic. Then we become self-critical because we believe that our actions in the world are what give us worth. Mm. And that's the challenge, right? And then the inner child's thinking, oh, all I have to do is be good. This is all, of course, on a child level. We're not saying this out loud, of course, right? But that inner child is saying, I have to be good. I have to do good things and then I'll be loved. And that is where it comes from, mm. right? So it could be small things, you know, just to reiterate there, or it could be giant traumas that you've been through that have led to this feeling of often our core wounds of the inner child or something like I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I have to do things in order to be loved. Mm. And so find that in our relationships kind of lurking in the background, right. Of our, in our work and things that we're doing and it doesn't become a problem until, well, until it becomes a problem, right. And still, until we start to notice that we're not being authentic in our lives. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I like how you bring in that when we come into this world, the in incarnation, we are perfectly whole, loved, joyful beings who are here to do exactly what we're here to do. And we're pure and we're innocent. Yeah. We're completely innocent, right? And that, that inner critic or that perfectionist is always kind of striving to be something different from what they are and and in truth if we go back to who we were and that that innocence because we're finding fault with self or we're finding fault with other with others and you know it's really interesting that uh a, a few clients that that I've had throughout the years of have really experienced bullying and, and put downs, whether it's, and, you know, I know you, I love that you talk about the childhood traumas and the, 
and the, all of that, we can also experience that or that inner critic can, or the perfectionism can be triggered by li those limiting beliefs and those experiences where we're constantly put down or constantly told that we're not good enough. So it's not only within ourselves, it's others' projections onto us that often as sensitive souls, and I know we were talking a little bit about the empathic um, yeah. side of things, as sensitive souls who, uh, you know, we get really confused and it, it doesn't fit in the line with our truth because we know it not to be true, yet we're getting told this over and over and over and over and over again often. And so we begin to believe it to be true, which is how we create those, those limiting beliefs that, that keep us in that sabotage pattern and that cycle of criticism. And we criticize, you know, or, or people criticizing us unfairly, whether it's, you know, I want to bring in physical appearance is also another thing for women, right? Oh, yeah. Or if you're not in a relationship or you're choosing not to get married or you're choosing not to have kids or, you know, you, society says that's not okay. <laughs> not right exactly yes and, and and you know we're breaking the mold in a lot of ways right with this and yet there's still these confines right these um energetic maybe confines i think that are just from generations and generations before us and which also brings you know me to the point just to you know, kind of take what you've said and and go even further with it is that we are when we're in a place where we are just, let's say like something comes out of your mouth when you're, let's say talking with a friend or a family member or your partner, right? And, and you realize like, where did that come from? Right? Maybe it was critical. Maybe it was kind of mean. Maybe it was, you know, a little bit controlling, whatever it might've been in that moment, right? And then in that moment, of course, we can tend to beat ourselves up and say, why did you say that? Or, you know, our partner or friend or, or family member might say something like, where is this coming from? Right. Or maybe they're taken back or whatnot. And that's often, it is often passed down from others, right? It is often passed down from our parents and their parents. Mm -hmm. And it's that voice that becomes almost like etched within our psyche, right? It mm -hmm. just becomes one with who we think we are. And so we believe in that moment and we say these thoughts out loud and they become our truth, but in truth, it's just been passed down. It's just a voice in your head that is not necessarily, you know, something that you have to speak out loud, that you have to even give any kind of energy to, not to suppress it, of course, mm. but to be open to it, to allow it and to create some kind compassion with yourself, right? That this voice is not who you are. And I think that's important is to identify that we are not the perfectionist selves, right? We are not the critic. We are not any of these different parts of us. And, and that's why, you know, we also need to understand that in order to heal our inner child, mm. because and to heal our inner child might seem like a really big thing, right? When we're talking about how can we live as love in the world? How can we be truly who we are? And honestly, it is a hundred percent doable. And often, you know, the people that I work with, they find that 
the kind of outcomes that they receive are feeling just more in tune with themselves. And to your point earlier, feeling like they can be more authentic in their lives and not have to, you know, settle down with a partner if they don't want to, or not have to have children if that doesn't make sense for them. Mm. And to really give themselves the number one, to speak their truth, but to know their truth first, Mm. right? Because have a an inner child that is unhealed it's creating all these perfectionist critical patterns but it's also affecting our ability to just love ourselves fully have self-worth and also to communicate effectively in our lives and to trust our intuition that's another big one too yes if we have unhealed inner child wounds because we're yeah. going to be indecisive and, and doubtful. And we're going to keep getting into these traps of, am I doing the right thing? Am I on track with my purpose? And that's how you know that there's yeah. something to be done with that inner child in there. Yeah. And I love how you mentioned that because, you know, yeah. I often see that that inner critic when it comes up and, and look, we're all human and it, and it comes up and, and I witness her and I, I bring her in. And, yeah. and I think that's really important to acknowledge that she's stepped in. So I'll, I'll often say, oh, hi, oh, my inner critic's here. Okay, come in, sit down, let's have a chat. Let's talk what's going on, what's coming up for you. And then it's the what do you need? Because really it's you know your inner critic comes up or the perfectionism comes up when there's something that you're either fearful of um never having never getting or or whatever that might be or something comes up that triggers you to go back to that feeling in the past where whether it was trauma or or whatever projections or limiting beliefs and it and it can hold you back if you don't notice it and acknowledge it, because often that inner critic just wants you you to be kind and loving and compassionate. And we're often not kind to ourselves when that inner critic is the yappy dog or the, you know, and so I'll go, oh, hi, darling, come in, sit down, let's talk, what's going on for you? Oh, you just need a hug, you need a big cry? Okay, have a good cry. Do you need laughter? Do you need fun? Do you need, are you bored? You keep working and working and working and you're doing all this stuff or you're trying to achieve and fix things. Just stop. You need rest. You're exhausted. What do you need? And that's where the intuition comes in. If you're really connected to, you know, your body because it will talk to you. You're, you're knowing what feels right and true and light and loving and kind for you, no matter what others think. Right. And it's often when, you know, we have that confusion come up, whether it's your past or you, you know, you're looking too far ahead and trying to jump into control and working things out and fixing it, and you're not in the now. And Confusion's totally okay because it opens the doorway to clarity. Yes, exactly. It's part of the spiritual journey, right? Is to be confused. It's just part of what we're meant to go through 
in order to go to that next level of transformation to understand who we really are. Because it's all about coming back home to ourselves, right? I mean, it really is. It's in recognition that we don't have to I think one one thing that can help is to remind ourselves. I think it was perfect as you mentioned. You know, you it's almost like taking your um, inner critic out for tea kind of thing, right? Sitting down, having the conversation, and that critic is in need of love. You're exactly right. It is in need of love, and as you're loving that critic, it can help to love your inner child as well because mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like almost like opens up your whole heart. And actually expands out to these other parts of you because we're all multidimensional. You know, we have fragmented, you know, parts of our mind and therefore, you know, there's an anxious part of us. Sometimes there's a frustrated part and then the next minute it's, you're feeling happy again, right? So these are different aspects of our personality. And if we can love each and every one of them, regardless of where we're at, that is part of the solution, right? That's going to create a lot of change within us and make a huge impact in the way we feel overall too. Yeah, great. Huge. So what would be your two biggest tips for someone who's playing out that perfectionist pattern and is really in that striving and, and wanting to, you know, be the high achiever or create and, you know, doing and busyness and stress and all of that, that plays along with it. What would be two tips that you would give them? Great. Ooh, love it. So I would say the first tip, so we already talked about the compassion piece. So I'll add to that for sure. So the first thing I would say is to slow down first and foremost, that's going to be the hardest thing for an achiever perfectionist, right, is to slow down. So often, you know, what I had done in the past and it's helped my clients as well is to have like a little um, note card or a little mindfulness bell on your computer can be great just to remind you every 15 minutes, every half an hour, you know, I'm going to take this break. I'm going to sit with myself or take a walk in nature without my phone in hand or something and really be, right? So that's important to start slowing down and just being with what's arising, what you're feeling in your body. And you don't have to sit, you know, and be for an hour or even a half an hour at first. I think it's good to start off with a few minutes and then, you know, just slowly and surely just open up the time a bit more. So you have more time to really be with what's arising. And then, you know, secondarily here, you know, as you've slowed down a bit more and as you've you've given yourself more compassion, I would say that the next big step is to start asking yourself, you know, some, some deep questions and some questions might be something like, you know, why am I working this extra hour, for example, today when I know, right, that I told myself, for example, that I was going to be off at 6 p.m as an example. So that might be something with work related, or it might be, you know, I told, um, I told my friend we were going to meet up and, you know, instead I'm not going to be able to, cause I've got this project at work or I've got to keep going, or I'm in the middle of something and I just really, you know, don't want to break away from it. And so there can be this feeling sometimes of how do I balance my priorities, right? How do I really put other people first and, and create balance in relationships? And I would say in, in those situations, you know, when you're starting to recognize that there are some changes that need to be made and that there is this questioning that needs to happen to ask yourself, what am I avoiding by doing this instead? Mm. Right? What am I 
creating within me is a great question to ask. And that's not an easy one to answer. It requires some stillness. It requires, you know, some openness and curiosity into your experience. But if you can sit and ask yourself, what am I avoiding by, by doing anything really? I mean, this could be an everyday, you know, kind of conversation with yourself. You know, why am I, you know, for example, doing this task instead of this task? Why did I jump into this? You know, what am I avoiding as a result? If, if in, in some cases it's actually taking you from something you'd rather be doing, or if it's creating stress and strain in relationships because you're spending too much time at work or doing too many things that maybe, you know, aren't connected to your family life, let's so you want to spend more time with your kids and you can't because you're overcommitted. Mm-hmm. So these are kinds of things where you start to ask, what am I avoiding? What does it mean? How do I have to show up in the world now? Mm-hmm. Right. In order to, in order to actually live, a, live the life I want to live. Right. And make that a priority. Yeah. So those couple tips, I think that can help at least get, get the thing, get the bowl, you know, rolling a bit so that people feel like I'm moving forward. I'm making some progress, but I really do feel like when it comes to like healing these deeper issues around perfectionism or the inner critic that, you know, we can really benefit from having a guide or, you know, somebody that we trust that can guide us along the way, whether it is a therapist or a coach that can really work with us directly, because it's just, it's a hard journey to go on by ourselves. Mm. And, you know, I I like how you bring that in because, you know, we can do the self-reflection and we can ask ourselves those questions. And sometimes we can, you know, have those rose-colored glasses on or the blinders on and we just have a blind spot where we can't see what that that pattern is, that that belief is or that thing is that, you know, we're holding ourselves back from. And it might be connections, it might be happiness, it might be success, it might be, um, you know, just doing whatever it is that we want to do in life. It might be adventure, it might be whatever, peace. Yes. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. And, and stress is not peace. Um, it's a complete opposite of that. And so I love how you talk about taking that space to be. Um, and one of the things that you know, I often say to people is sit down and look at everything that's on your plate. You're everything. Get really honest and truthful with yourself about what is it that you're doing. Write, write it down for a week and go back and look at it and reflect on it because that's who you're being. Yes. And, so and if that doesn't match with your vision for who you want to be in the world, yes. then it's really important that you go, okay, what can I delete and get rid of that just doesn't align, just doesn't feel right, that I don't enjoy doing, that doesn't bring me joy and happiness or peace or whatever that might be? What can I delegate to someone else, whether yeah. it's family whether it's friends, whether it's work-wise, what can I delegate and give give over control of? Because sometimes it's that control pattern that I've got to do everything. Or what do I need to just get in and do and get done and complete and finish off? And so it's not hanging around as an unfinished project that's going around your mind and going, oh, God, I can't even get to finish that and blah, 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 and, you know, 
that becomes part of the energy that's there and we focus in on it because it's still on the plate. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Yes, there is. That is perfect because these are a lot of the practical things you can do. You can step into a new way of experiencing your life. And of course, that does mean you're right. Relinquishing control. It means trusting that everything's going to be okay. That's the biggest challenge, right? And we've got these tools and we've got these different ways of doing things. And then that next level would be to putting them into action. And that can sometimes be the hardest piece, right? Going forward. But I think it's hopefully helpful for everyone listening to know that you're not alone in this journey, that many of us are walking that path and have moved through it, right, and have actually overcome these kind of patterns so that they're not affecting it on that very deep level anymore. And not just that, but there is naturally when you're healing your inner child, which heals your perfectionist and your inner critic, you know, at some point you do start to realize I'm a much happier person. I am living the more more peaceful life. I am more connected with my intuition and I'm loving myself more naturally. And, and there's more spaciousness, right. To be who you really are in the world. And who doesn't want that, right? I mean, that's what we're all seeking, isn't it? To align with our true selves. And the one thing, or one of the biggest things that I've discovered that keeps us from that is, well, not healing that inner child, the wounding that's still there, right. On that lower surface level. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and that inner child that whether it's a she or a he, if you because men go through this as well, is, yeah. you know, and I love what you said, they just want love and compassion. And what does that love look like and sound like and feel like for them? Um, what is it that they need and, and be willing to give gift it to them because you're gifting it to yourself in amongst it? Um, and reach out for support to people like Amy or myself or, or those that you're drawn to as well who can hold that beautiful space for your inner critic and, and allow you to learn how to listen to it and, or your perfectionism and listen to it and, and really break that cycle and break that pattern so that you can come back into who you really are and the truth of who you are. Yes, beautifully said. Yes, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So Amy, can you share with people where they can connect with you if they want to know more about what you do and your work? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at my website. It's one-awakening.com and it's one-awakening.com. And you can find information on uh, different programs that I offer. And I also have a it's almost like a spiritual awakening Facebook group if you're interested so that you don't feel alone in this journey of moving through these patterns and and healing on the deepest possible level. And that would be facebook.com slash awakening spiritually. And so you can find me there. Also, I am live in the group often, and we've got a beautiful community of people who are moving towards their highest selves and, and, you know, looking to live that way every single day. And then, of course, my website. And I would say, and also just a quick announcement, I'm actually coming out with a book around this as well, you know, back and forth between two different titles, something like Unmask Your Soul or, you know, Your Imperfect Awakening, because um, these are two really important pieces that we are missing right? To understand who we really are. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting stuff ahead. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me and for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with, with listeners. Um, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Pleasure. Pleasure. Um, and for those of you who want to find out more about the programs and coaching and, and readings that I offer, jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au or connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, And also don't forget to subscribe to Barefoot with Spirit podcast show and hit the thumbs up and put a comment below to tell us what you thought about this episode or the insights that you gained from listening. Thank you all so much. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Barefoot with Spirit. Mm -hmm.